You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, it wouldn't be the NBA without a little drama, and it wouldn't be the Los Angeles Lakers without a little bit of drama. And man, after game two of the new NBA season, the Lakers have managed to drum up, drum up plenty of drama for themselves. Not 100% due to their own doing, but plenty of it was because of how they played tonight and things that transpired. So we'll get into that. Ladies and gentlemen of the Hoopball Lakers family, I'm your host for the solo edition, J.C. DeLeon, uh, here with my immediate thoughts after the disaster that was Game 2 of the new season, and like I said, we've got a lot to talk about, so buckle the hell up. Well, so much for that great chemistry that, that, that this team seemed to have shown during the preseason. So much for a lot of things that seemed like they would happen based on how this roster was built. And and after game two, might be time to press the panic button. Maybe. The big story that's going to come out of this game is not the abysmal defense that the Lakers played in the first three and a half quarters. It's not the abysmal effort that was put forth beyond the first six minutes of the game, which seemed to be going pretty well it's not going to be that LeBron took some plays off didn't have his his best night despite the fact that he's shooting the ball extremely well no it's not even going to be that Russell Westbrook turned in a better game than he did in his debut and he wouldn't have had to do much to do a better game than his debut so that's was always going to be a non-story now the big story that's going to come out of this game is the fact that Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard got into a little bit of a bench altercation during a timeout in the second quarter. Second quarter of game two. Six quarters into the new NBA season, it seems as though things have gone fully awry. And 
you know, this is, like I said, this is my immediate thoughts. As soon as the game is over and SportsCenter t- turned on, I started recording. So players haven't even talked to reporters yet. They haven't. Even, Lakers haven't even put their, they're going to put their own spin on this altercation and what happened. And I'm sure it's going to be nothing more than brothers sometimes fight, which is true. Teammates fight. This stuff happens. It rarely happens that openly on a sideline. It's certainly not the first time it's happened to LeBron James. He's We've seen that he's had a run-in with Mario Chalmers before. He ended up being the bigger man in that situation in Miami. And you can see later on in the game, he even said, you know, hey, man, that was my bad. I don't see that sort of thing coming out from Dwight Howard. So let's let's take a look at what could have happened. And it'll all be speculation, of course, because... We don't know what what officially happened. The Lakers aren't going to say what officially happened. There's no way that anyone is going to let any truth out of that situation out tonight on social media. But one thing is for sure. I'm sure Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving can rest easy knowing that for the next week, easily, every every NBA storyline is going to be about what happened on that bench sideline. And so Kyrie and Ben get to rest for... A few days at least. This is all anybody's going to be talking about is the Lakers and what happened. So there was a lot going on. This week, the NBA released the final list of 25 players and completed the list of the NBA top 75 players. And naturally, with a list like that, there's going to be players that are left off of it. One of the consensus players that was left off of it that a lot of people felt should have been on was Dwight Howard. And it was my hope, and he was, you know, upset about not being included in the top 75, as he should be, because he should be on that list. It was my hope that given the fact that the Lakers sort of resurrected his career in the championship season of 2020 when it looked as though he wouldn't um, wasn't going to ha- have a career in the NBA anymore. He teams weren't calling. Nobody's calling his number. If Demarcus Cousins wouldn't have gotten injured that season, Dwight Howard might still not be in the NBA. But his career was re- resurrected by the Lakers. He turned things around. Won a championship with the Lakers. Erased all that bad will from his first run with the Lakers when Kobe was here. Had a decent season in Philadelphia, then came back to the Lakers to to much fanfare. Said all the right things, wants to bring a parade to the city. It all seemed as though his focus was on being the best player he could possibly be. And it was my hope that being left off of that list would motivate him to play even better. And that does not seem to be the case. Now, I'm not saying that the argument between Anthony Davis and and Dwight Howard on that bench was about who should have been in the top 75 and who shouldn't be. Anthony Davis, for what it's worth, was included in that top 75, and Dwight Howard was not. And Dwight Howard has all the Defensive Player of the Year accolades and things like that, and like I said, he should have been. But So that's one one piece of the puzzle for tonight, is that, that list and that, you know, I thought Dwight Howard would react positively positively to that list with his play. Doesn't seem to have been the case. 
The other piece of the puzzle for tonight was the referees. Now, the Lakers played abysmally. They were going to lose this game regardless. And I know it's an easy cop-out to blame referees for a loss, but, man, they were especially terrible tonight. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you could feel it. You could almost kind of feel it in the air. And it reminded me of that first game, LeBron's first game as a Laker when they played the Houston Rockets. And that game was very poorly officiated. And you could feel the chippiness. And you could feel just the tensions rising all up and down that court. And it eventually culminated in an on-court fight between Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul, two players who incidentally were on the court for tonight's game. And, yeah, just inconsistent calls on both sides. The Lakers just weren't the benefit of any calls tonight. And when that happens and a team is getting blown out in the process, yeah, it leads to certain tensions. And so that's another piece of the puzzle. I feel like the last piece of the puzzle is just going to be kind of a mystery. We don't really know what ultimately was going to set those two guys off to have the kind of altercation they did on the bench. Now, it wasn't full-blown fisticuffs, but, you know, there was definitely some separation that needed to be done between the two, and, you know, it's going to be the biggest story for at least the next few days as to what happened it's going to be a story until the Lakers manage to win a game. And luckily for the Lakers, they their next five games, they play some pretty terrible teams. They play Memphis, who they should be should definitely be better than. Spurs, who are not going to make the playoffs this year. The Thunder, who are rebuilding. The Cavs, who are re- rebuilding. And the Rockets, who are rebuilding. And so, hopefully, <laughs> by the time Halloween rolls around, this team will be five and two. And if you're five and two, it seems as though a lot of these first two games might be a lot of the memories from these first two games might be erased. But 
let's break down the box score for tonight's game. We'll talk about the Lakers first. So plus minus all around, pretty terrible. With the exception of Austin Reeves. And, you know, screw it. Let's talk about Austin Reeves first. So he's a vaunted rookie from Oklahoma. Had a really good preseason. Seems as though he's going to be kind of one of those glue energy guys. It's just a reliable player. Probably not going to be great defensively, but he's going to put forth a good effort. And it shouldn't be lost on anyone that when the Lakers' effort improved and they almost staged a comeback in this really terrible, abysmal loss, uh, it could be attributed to Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves was a plus-minus of 17. He scored eight points in the game, hit two threes. Didn't get any other stats, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, but just, like, good, solid effort, which is what you want out of a blowout. And, hell, they almost even came back. For the Lakers to have lost this game by 10, that does not tell the story of this game. Moving up to the starters. So, Russell Westbrook. 15 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Very Russell Westbrook-like stat line. Which is good. He's going to give you those kinds of stats, and those kinds of stats are impressive, but here is the rest of the stat line. Shot 6 for 8, shot 6 for 15. 40%. 0 for 3 from 3. Shot 3 for 8 from free throw. Every time Russell Westbrook shoots a 3, I think a little piece of my soul is going to die the entire season. And I, I mean, I have to make peace with it. He's got an unmovable contract, even though he's been moved three times in the last four years. You're not going to move him anymore. This is where he's going to stay for the length of that contract. And the Lakers have to find a way to incorporate him better. Now, he did have a a positive plus-minus, and he has plus four. So that's good. Some of the surprising plus-minuses for the night, they are surprising. Kent Bazemore was regarded as one of the better defensive players in the preseason. He was minus 17 tonight. Scored four points. Grabbed two rebounds, got an assist. Didn't do a whole lot. He was torched by Devin Booker and Chris Paul, who combined for 45 points tonight. Avery Bradley, minus 25 in his 20 minutes. Put up, put forth a great defensive effort versus Warriors in Game 1. Really terrible effort tonight. Anthony Davis, 6 for 18 from the field, 1 for 10. At one point, it was 1 for 10 in the paint. I think he ended up finishing 3 for 13, which is not that much better. LeBron continues to shoot the ball really well. 5 for 9 from 3, 8 for 18 overall. A little bit inefficient on the overall number. Lakers missed a ton of layups tonight. Just a ton. But some positives for both Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Combined 14 for 15 from free throw. Hopefully they can continue that the rest of the season. 14 rebounds for Anthony Davis, 5 assists for LeBron James, 2 steals, 2 blocks for Anthony Davis, 
pretty good numbers overall. But unfortunately, Chris Paul was Chris Paul. Devin Booker was Devin Booker. Jay Crowder continues to be annoying. It's not lost if you look on NBA Twitter. It's certainly not lost on people that don't like the Lakers that the Lakers haven't won a game since game two of the playoffs versus the Suns, in which it looked as though the Lakers were going to boat race, boat race Phoenix. Phoenix, And there's that iconic shot of LeBron posting up on Jay Crowder. The Lakers have not won a game since then. It's a weird sort of karmic thing the Lakers seem to be going through right now. Especially when you consider how this roster was built. Now this is where I get a little crazy and conspiracy theorist even though I hate NBA conspiracy theories but and I tweeted about this. I'm, I'm going to try very hard for the rest of the season not to mention that when it seemed as though the Buddy Hill trade was going to happen my envision for this roster was going to be they trade for Buddy Heald. They've got room in the salary cap to sign DeMar DeRozan. Plus, you can keep Caruso. I thought all along, somehow, Rajon Rondo was going to come back. And the same for Carmelo Anthony. So I was envisioning a roster with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Taylor Horton Tucker, Alex Caruso. Those seven is what I thought the basis of this roster would be built upon. From there, I felt like it was it was easy to then kind of bring other players back. Like in you know, I always thought Rondo was coming back. Like I said, I always figured Dwight might come back. I was hoping Javale would. I was hoping that Montrez would work out and get another chance. I really liked his effort. And he's going to put up great numbers in Washington, and people are going to wonder what happened. And for whatever reason, he just wasn't a good mesh with Frank Vogel. And that's always going to be a disappointment to me because I, I liked Trez's effort, and I really hoped he was going to work out. And to me, I think he did for the most part, but I think he's a little too short for um, to play impactful defensive minutes at the five. But then the Westbrook trade happened. And so here we are with Russell Westbrook. Can't move him now. He's always either wanted to be a Laker or the fact that he's now home and is a Laker. I don't see any reason in which, other than him being a professional and knowing that business is business, if the Lakers were to somehow find a taker, but I just don't think they would even offer him up to anyone because of how happy he is here and how LeBron seems to think it might work. But looking around the league, if the Lakers would have held on to Caruso and maybe brought back Lonzo, and just look at what Chicago is doing with that trio of, of Caruso. DeRozan and Lonzo. 
that trio could have easily been a trio here in L.A. You put that trio and add LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Man, Chicago's going to win a lot of games. And at the very least, I'm happy that Chicago fans really seem to be embracing Lonzo and, and Caruso because Lakers fans weren't crazy. Those guys are just really good players. And hopefully now people will see that. But anyways, so reasons why it's maybe too early to hit the panic button. And there are a lot of reasons. It's game two, like I said. Lakers' next five games, pretty simple games. Don't be surprised if you see them rattle off a five-game win streak. They start out five and two. And then if they can finish the month, five and two, because that Rockets game is on Halloween, then you basically start in November fresh. You start November fresh with what equates to a seven-game preseason, even though the games count towards the record. And just build from there. The Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis thing, I think, is going to be blown way out of proportion. And people are talking about, you know, Dwight Howard didn't play the second half. And that could easily just be a punishment for this game. That's understandable. That makes sense. If he were to be moved or if he were to be waived, the problem with that is let's let's take a look at that scenario. Dwight Howard didn't play very well, and neither did DeAndre Jordan. And Dwight Howard's a better player than DeAndre Jordan. He is capable of putting up more impactful minutes, even though they'd be off the bench. But if you get rid of Dwight Howard, and all you're left with is DeAndre Jordan, that's not going to be good. And there are no other centers out there anywhere to get. Unless maybe Utah, down the road, decides to wave Hassan Whiteside. And you don't want that drama. You barely want the AD drama, or the Dwight Howard drama. You definitely don't want the Hassan drama. But it's also too early to tell, or hit the panic button, because there are a lot of injuries to this Lakers roster. We haven't seen Wayne Ellington yet. We haven't seen THT yet. We haven't seen Trevor Ariza yet. Offensively, I think this team is fine as it is. And it's probably operating close to its full capacity as is. Offensively, I think the role players are fairly interchangeable. And, you know, the fact that they even almost came back tonight is proof that I think offensively this team is fine now. What you're missing is that defensive impact that Ariza can bring, that Ellington can bring, that THT can bring. And so that's mostly why it's too, a little too early to, to hit the panic button. Not to mention, in general, there's just not a lot of moves that could be made if they were to be made. So yes, things don't look great right now. 0-2 to start the season... Golden State should have been a win, potentially, had Russ played a little better. You'd hope to at least put forth a good effort against Phoenix, given how they were the team that knocked you out last season. But overall, 
there's reason for optimism. Yeah, the Lakers let the the Suns let their foot off the gas, and the Lakers almost came back. But they almost came back pretty quickly. And you know, save for one Jay, Jay Crowder three at about the two and a half minute mark, it could have been a six point game with close to two minutes left, which is more than enough for it to be a real game. And there's plenty of positives to be had. LeBron James is shooting the ball well. Shooting the ball really well from three. He's just not being fully assertive. Maybe because he's letting Russ try to get a hang of it. Or maybe just in general, despite the fact that he's shooting well, he's still sort of pacing himself for the long season. Lots of things to consider. And like I said, I haven't even listened to anything that could have been said post-game about that altercation. There wouldn't be much to listen to anyway. They're going to they're gonna deny there's an issue. They're going to say Dwight and AD are fine. All of that, the fallout from that remains to be seen. So, as a Lakers fan, I think it's important to be frustrated hope that the team does well. You expect them to do well. As Lakers fans, I think, voice their frustration. You know, the Lakers aren't going to listen to one Laker fan, but as the Lakers fans collectively air their frustration, and I'm sure it didn't feel great to be in that building tonight, they'll adjust. And they know the pressure is on them. Russell Westbrook knows the pressure is on him. Doris Burke made a great point tonight about how he's at his best when his back is up against the wall. And maybe that's what he needs. You know, I talked about my last solo pod. I liked how Russell Westbrook seems to be smiling more and he seems to be happier. Well, she made a great point about how he's at his best when he's ultra-competitive and ultra-passionate and, yeah, kind of mad. And, yeah, maybe tonight gets him a little mad. But I have every confidence in this team still. Barring disastrous injury to any of the major players, it should easily be a playoff team. Like I, like I said before, what you're hoping for on November 1st is to see this team's record be 5-2. and two. At the very least, 4-3. and three. So let's hope we can see that out of this team. Let's hope there's a little bit more chemistry out of this team. Let's hope all of that somehow gets fixed with time and with some wins. And let's continue to support this team the best we can. And with that, those are my immediate thoughts after Game 2. I wish there was more to talk about as far as the future of this team, but there's just so much we don't know due to the nature of the injuries of three pretty major players in Wayne, Wayne Ellington. I didn't even talk about Kendrick Nunn. Four major players. Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn. THT, and Trevor Ariza. So, hopefully better days are on the way and on the way soon. And with that, until next time, I'm your host, JC DeLeon. You can follow me on Twitter at JCDeLeon1. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lakers. Follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. Follow all the Hoopball different accounts. There's a really cool new podcast that we announced called Bird Rights, which is all about front office management and moves which is a really cool title cool concept for a podcast i can't wait to hear that 
And until next time, we are out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.